welcome to Couple of Agents, your daily episode-by-episode podcast where we discuss the show Supernatural. I am one of your hosts, Dan, and with me, as always... Is his wife, Penny. You know what I picked up on is that whole intro of with me, as always, like a lot of podcasters use that. Yeah, it's very not original. (laughs) Yeah, like, well, I don't know how else to really introduce us, you know? That's just like the standard that everyone does, and... There isn't like a template for uh, how to make that creative. How would you have done it if you wrote that intro? Uh, probably the same thing. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, honestly, I haven't thought about it, to tell you the truth. It's unoriginal, but you don't have a better idea yeah, on it? no. I don't have an original thought in my head. Oh, honey. Um, so when we left off yesterday, I wanted to bring up Sputnik. I just wrote that down to make sure we talked about it. Okay, so let's uh, let's uh, get into Sputnik real quick. Do you want to uh, give a synopsis of what the movie was about? Quickly? Well, well <laughs> I think Joe Rogan said it best. Think of Russian aliens. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like uh, if yeah, Russian aliens. Yeah, but it's the first one with just one alien. Yes, just one. Not the uh, sequel with multiple aliens. Right, that's true. Um, Really good, though. I mean, Russian cinema, who knew? I liked how they even bagged on their own government as, like, being corrupt and inefficient in communist times. You know, they, they there was some messages in there. Yes, because this movie was set, like, in the in the early... 84. Mid, yeah, 84, something like that. So it was before the Soviet Union fell. But, yes, much like the movie, or the miniseries Chernobyl, it was a lot of how ineffective the government was and how much they lied to each other and keep stuff you know, one department from the other. Yeah, well, they just were not allowed to tell the truth is what it seems like. Like, I get that. And I'm, I don't know who made the the miniseries Chernobyl. Do you, where was that from? Was that from that area? I will have to look it up. It almost seems to me like, because that was dubbed, right? Wasn't that subtitled? No, Chernobyl was not. Oh, okay. They had British actors in it. Remember the dude from Mad Men? Played the... Dude. Yeah, I know that, but I thought it was in Russian or whatever. No. Okay, well, Chernobyl's a really good movie, too, if you haven't seen it. But, like, the main premise of that is really calling out that their government system, no one was really allowed to tell the truth to anyone else because everyone was afraid that the punishment for failure was death. I mean, it's or at least being sent away to Siberia or something. I don't know. People were definitely afraid to fail at their jobs. Yeah, oh, sorry. Yes, they were. <laughs> Just trying to look. Good thing you're wearing glasses. You swung around there and nearly put your eye out with your microphone. Uh, so then in this movie Sputnik, um, something happened to a guy. How their commentary. This really slowly like feed you what's um just like the characters in it then you know you're kind of along for this russian cover-up so pretty fun movie i liked it uh it's subtitled i don't know if there's english dubbing or anything available but i don't know i I have no problem watching subtitles no i don't have problem watching subtitles either. i thought it was really well acted and yeah so it was great 
the one funny thing though is there isn't a there really isn't much of a soundtrack to it but you and i both kept turning up the volume to hear the russian speaking louder even though we had to read it anyways yeah that's true we did keep turning it up even though we didn't understand a word they said <laughs> when we're reading the subtitles still i mean it was a very quiet film very quiet did, you're right it didn't have a lot of spectacular special effects it wasn't ooh shoot them out in space like star wars star trek that sort of thing no but what they had i thought it was phenomenal yes, i, I thought it was top the uh the the effects that they had i don't know you know the actual alien i don't know if that was i couldn't tell if it was cgi or practical effects it looked amazing it looked like a real creature yes it did it was i really mean good. for special effects that thing just blew me away i couldn't figure <laughs> out how they did it yes i agree I mean, I could tell some of the scenes were CGI, but yeah, some of them was like. Well, yeah, clearly when things are physically doing things that are not possible, that's CGI. But, you know, when the creature's just like walking around, like, I don't know, do they have like a big gooey model or. <laughs> it was pretty cool, though. So check it out. Sputnik. Um, that was on Hulu, I believe. If you pick yep, it Hulu. Yep. It's on Hulu. And yeah, we heard Joe Rogan and Brian Callen talking about it. And. One of those weird things TV's listening, which I'm pretty sure it is. Oh, totally, because, yeah, Dan mentioned that uh, they were talking about it, and maybe the next day, put on Hulu. And boom, there it, it up, is. I'm like, oh, well, we didn't even talk about it amongst <laughs> ourselves. It was on in the background. Right. So, yeah, that was, uh, and we've done that before, too, where we've said things. And I've gone into the Roku settings and, like, turned off the microphone and stuff, but I don't think it's actually turned off. Nah. You know, even there's, uh, on the Roku, that, there's so many stats being taken from these smart devices that even the remote control, when you pick it up, sends a message off over the Internet to let them know that you moved your remote. Oh. Isn't that insane? Yeah. Harley doesn't like that. She's going to eat the remote now. Well, the whole idea is if you pick up and fidget with your remote, you're getting bored with what you're watching. Or if you don't pick it up, then you're content with what you're watching. And so it's, it's bananas uh, once you get into that sort of stat take. We're watching the dog now freak out. No, she's got a problem with one of her ears. So. She's got a problem with an ear. She can't get in the pillow right. It's just a rough day for the Harley. Yeah, Harley, poor baby. Baby, baby. Anyway, on to our show. Yeah, so <laughs> anything else then you wanted to discuss? Anything between yesterday and today besides, uh, oh, we didn't have an episode We didn't have yesterday. an episode yesterday. There, there was snow, man. And so, I was, yeah, showing <laughs> snow. I'm not exactly the marathon runner that I used to be, so... <laughs> Uh, shoveling our entire driveway was pretty much an all-day feat. Plus, we had a vehicle stuck. We had to get that out. Vehicles moved around, so we get the whole driveway shoveled. Yeah, it was. A, yeah, our driveway was just a giant mess of vehicles and stuckness. It, it and was a four-hour ordeal, at least. Between, I mean, not just steady shoveling for four hours, but shoveling, coming back in, warming up, trying to get vehicles unstuck. You know, things like that. Yeah, so. had to, so had to shovel the, we have a driveway that's big enough for four vehicles. We've normally have only owned two. We had three for a while, but right. we normally only have two vehicles. So in the winter time, I normally shovel the bare minimum, just like one, one or two little slots to get the cars out in and out of. But yeah, with the way it was yesterday, I had to shovel the entire thing. Every inch of it had to get cleared off. 
Well, and I like having it cleared off anyway because of the fact that if we do have com- someone come up, there's plenty of room there for them to park in our driveway and not have to park on a street, which is very, very narrow. Yeah, you know, the wintertime has been difficult for us to have friends in the past, and people have hurt themselves because they end up having to park at the neighbor's. Which will get plowed, but then the, it's pointed the other direction. So inevitably, people need to get pushed out. And then, <laughs> yeah, people have like bumped their cars into stuff, damaged them. People have torn their backs helping people get out. It's always a nightmare getting people out of here in the winter. Good thing we don't have too many guests. It's almost like we don't want people here. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it is wide open because, you know, there are a couple of folks that visit quite often. And, uh, yeah, in the winter, we'd never have a spot for parking, and now we do mm-hmm. until the snowstorm this weekend. So It's supposed to snow tomorrow, but not that bad, I don't think. Just a, maybe not where we are. That'll be nice. Yeah. Then I can just go out there with the leaf blower, hopefully, and <laughs> just blow it off. All right, well, on with the show. Today's episode, When the Levee Breaks, it's the second to last of the season, right? So during the recap, as I type in my password, so during the recap, we see Anna, Anna we uh, get a little bit of Lucifer's plan about the seals and him splitting. Uh, we see that Sam is uh, going nutty on the demon blood, and that in the end, he got locked up. Anything else in there I missed? No. Uh, gee, yeah, just that the recap is as Lilith breaking the 66 seals. Uh, Sam drinking the demon blood, trying to get a power. Um, that's about it. You hit every everything. So the episode starts. We see Sam is in the bunker, and uh, he's talking to Dean through the door. And Dean says, hey, we'll let you out when you dry up. And uh, it all sounds like a drug intervention situation, and then even Sam calls it out. Is like, what are you doing, turning this into some goofy drug intervention? Uh, Dean says, him and Bobby are uh, going to kill Lilith, that uh, Sam will stay here and dry out while they go off and uh, save the world. Dean walks away from the bunker with Sam yelling for him to let him out. <laughs> uh, opening graphic, stinger graphic. Yep. Uh, we come back from that, and back inside the bunker, we see that Sam is now hallucinating. Uh, it gets cold, lights flicker, Alistair shows up, Ties him down to Frankenstein's table again. Yes, he did. <laughs> I love it when Frankenstein's table makes <laughs> makes an appearance on Supernatural. <laughs> uh, what is this? The third or fourth time we've seen that table? We see, yeah, we saw when uh, Ruby was being tortured. Um, so, yeah. And it was in the Frankenstein episode, or that one dude that thought he was Frankenstein. Right, the monster movie, the, the, the black and white Yeah, episode. yeah, that black and white one. That's when it got its nickname, Frankenstein <laughs> Table. Uh, and he starts cutting him, but I wrote in my notes, I'm like, I'm pretty sure he's just hallucinating all this. And then and we see that's exactly what's going on. He's hallucinating it all, because they show like him just his arms and everything in the position like he is on Frankenstein's table, but we can see he's just on a bed in the middle of the room with no one there. Uh, Upstairs, Dean and Bobby are having a drink. (laughs) As one does while one's brother is (laughs) detoxing off of Dean. Yeah, while one person's detoxing, you know, you got to knock back a few. Uh, Bobby doesn't know how long this is going to take. This is a pretty funny scene because uh, Dean asks, like, hey, how long is this going to take? And Bobby's like, well, let me go look that up in the book I didn't write. 
Well, he says, here, let me look it up in my demon detox manual. Oh, wait, no one ever wrote one. <laughs> <laughs> Good old Bobby. You can count on him. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Uh, Rufus calls, and uh, Bobby doesn't want to talk to him and hangs up. Phone rings again, and now Bobby has a very shocked look on his face, and I believe it goes to commercial because it just cuts away from that. Yes. Back in the bunker, we now see that young Sam is visiting old Sam. And uh, I forget exactly what Alistair's message was to him, other than just tormenting him. What did he have like any message? No, really? not really. Just torturing, just you know, torturing him, and you know, kind of like, oh, I get my chance with you because you know, Alistair is one that tortured Dean in hell, so now he's got his chance at Sam. That was pretty much all it was. That's all he did. Okay. Yeah. Well, then we see uh, young Sam visiting old Sam. And uh, young Sam wants to know why he's not normal, why his plans didn't turn out, why the hell he did this to himself. Young Sam is very disappointed in old Sam. Yeah, he does. And he blames him for Jessica dying because if he hadn't gone off hunting with Dean, he would have been there to take care of Jessica. She'd be alive and all that fun stuff. Well, old Sam tells young Sam to grow up. <laughs> basically, like, fights back in this argument. Tells him to grow up. Young Sam flashes him the uh, yellow eyes uh, from Yellow Eyes Demon Guy. Azazel. And uh, that's the end of that scene. Mm -hmm. Bobby and Dean are talking about then all sorts of other crazy news events that have been happening. Like 66 people got murdered in a nursery. and a Not a nursery. Someplace. 66 people died. It was a teacher, so students. Students. Okay, yeah. And then like a fishing boat everyone went blind on. Uh Bobby looked into it, and all of these events are other seals being broken. Yeah, there um not many left. Maybe he thinks maybe three or two or three are still left, and then, oh, it's going to be Lucifer time. Bobby wonders out loud to uh, Dean that maybe we should be using Sam to help us with the apocalypse. Dean does not like that idea at all. He just wants to keep him locked up for his own good. And Bobby says, hey, maybe we just love him too much and we should let him go fight. <laughs> okay, Bobby. <laughs> uh, back in the bunker, Sam is looking really rough. And this time, Sam's mom comes for a visit. At this point in my notes, I wrote, ugh, this is just like a Christmas carol being visited by different ghosts with their message. <laughs> Uh, does That's it everyone everyone's in this episode you've got angels you've got demons you've got mom you've got young sam well just that he's being visited that's why i asked like the first guy did he have a message because the you know a young young kid young sam had the message of why aren't you normal mom comes along with the message of you're right and good and uh, you're being brave and practical and i'm so proud of you and you need to go off and do this even without dean dean's weak and uh you gotta kill lilith don't let dean get in the way right so i was like jesus that's a different message <laughs> <laughs> so it's like okay yeah you know mary said you know mentioned that she was raised in a, as a hunter and a hunting long line of hunter family um, so she knows that sometimes it's a tough decision that you have to make, but she did think that Sam was making the right decision. And brings up to like, oh yeah, you're a Winchester, you're cursed. <laughs> but it's like, well, that's, what was her maiden name? Like, why did she say Winchester? Her maiden name is Campbell. Yeah, so it comes from her side of the family, the hunting stuff. So why, 
that seems weird. Yeah, it really does. Those last names don't line up. <laughs> because they're Winchesters, not Lose Chesters. <laughs> <coughs> All right. Um, then after uh, Sam gets done talking with Mom, we see Dean is outside in the junkyard. Uh, Cass shows up. Sounds like Dean's been yelling for him for a couple of hours. <coughs> And first thing, Dean wants to know what the hell happened in Illinois. <coughs> oh, man. In Illinois, because that's when uh, Cass got sent back to heaven and they were dealing with Jimmy Novak and his family. Uh, Cass pretty much says, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Was it really important anything I had to tell you? And Dean's like, well, what do you mean it wasn't important? You got your butt dragged back to, he back to heaven for what you're going to tell me. So... I guess we'll never find out what, what Cass was going to try and tell Dean before he got butt-reamed up in heaven. Yeah, uh, but yeah, Cass really doesn't want to have that conversation. Instead, he wants to talk about Sam. And Dean asks if uh, Sam can win. And Cass basically says, yeah, but he might be the next big thing then you have to kill. Uh, Cass... Um, Tells him to stand up and accept his role. Basically, that Dean is the chosen one to stop the apocalypse. And uh, as Dean, you know, Cass gets Dean in on the angel plan. And uh, Cass swears him in. They go through this whole, like, little ceremony of do you solemnly swear to <laughs> uphold the angels? And oh, to wholly serve God and his angels. Yeah, there was like a couple of different things. Uh, he, so Cass swears him in to the angel army. <laughs> and then Cass, when that's done, Cass is like, cool, we'll get in touch with you when you need you. Yeah, just sit here and chill out. We'll call you when it's time. <laughs> I'm like, all right. I thought they was going to go off and do something right then. I was like, kind of a, a letdown. Damn it, Cass. You need to be more clear on what's going on. Back in the bunker, Sam is still hallucinating and freaking out. Sam's yelling pretty loud. Upstairs, we see Dean and Bobby. And Bobby is now pretty upset with Dean that he joined the Angel Army. Kind of, what the hell were you thinking? <laughs> and Dean, though, he snaps back. He defends himself really quickly with, what options did we have? We either trust the angels or we trust a demon. That's true. He thought it would be better to trust Cass and the other angels and instead of trusting Ruby or anything she had to say about uh, Sam being the one to kill Lilith. Yeah, I got to go with Dean on that. I'd rather trust the angels, even if they are weirdos. <laughs> even if Cass is now being a dick like the rest of the angels. Uh, but yeah, I'm like, yeah, that makes good sense. Like, <laughs> you got to pick one team or the other to help you. Who are you going to go with? Uh, there's no more yelling. Sam's now quiet. Dean and Bobby get, uh, they get scared that something happened. So they run downstairs. They see Sam kind of convulsing and on the floor, but then he just starts flying around the room and smacking into the walls. So they go into the room quickly to save him from hurting himself. Uh, they get him tied up. Sam uh, comes to, and we can see that he's chained down to the, to the bed now. And Dean explains to them that we had to tie you down. That demon blood was trying to get away. <laughs> it was flinging you around the room, probably trying to, yeah, hurt Sam. I, yeah, I assume the demon, yeah, the demon blood wanted to escape worse than Sam did. So it was like literally flying around, smashing him. <laughs> right. Uh, we see that uh, Sam is hallucinating that Dean is even there. 
though. Like at first, it, it, it's it's one of those tricks where you're like, oh, he really is there explaining it to him because nothing seems out, nor, uh, out of the ordinary. But then the camera pulls back and Sam's just talking to himself. Yeah, Sam's talking to himself, and Dean is actually upstairs talking to Bobby. Yeah, Bobby and Dean are talking. Bobby says uh, that they are going to end up killing Sam if he doesn't get his uh, fix of demon blood. Like Bobby's really concerned about Sam's health here, even though then he wants to send him into battle. <laughs> okay, Bobby. I, I don't know. Like, the guy's logic, sometimes it doesn't line up. But Well, I think Bobby is thinking that if he's a full-on power with a demon blood, that he will be able to stop Lilith and... Sam will live through it and be perfectly fine. Yeah, but I'd go along with Cass then, being like, oh, so then he's the biggest, baddest, evil thing on the block. Like, right, what good exactly, is this? Right, exactly, exactly. You, you don't want that to happen to Sam. You don't want Dean to have to go through trying to kill his own brother. Yeah. Uh, so back in the basement, uh, we see the other, the hallucination Dean. I wrote in my notes, ghost Dean, and then about halfway through, I was like, oh, ghosts are real things here, so Penny's going to correct me <laughs> if I call it ghost Dean. It's hallucination Dean. Is tra- trash talking Sam for being addicted to demon blood. How could he let this happen to him? And you're the real monster. Like, he's being a real jerk. Yeah, he was. And I put in my notes, RD is real Dean, and HD is hallucination Dean. So we, So I knew... Who is talking to whom here? Yeah, upstairs, real Dean uh, tells Bobby that he would never let him hurt himself uh, with any more uh, of his addiction. Then downstairs, we see Hallucination Dean nearly bring uh, Sam to tears, but then he vanishes. Yeah, Hallucination Dean was being a real jerk. Yeah, it was pretty hardcore, mean stuff. Uh, Sam's just laying there, I think kind of realizing maybe that it, that was just a hallucination, but then his handcuffs unlock themselves and the door opens. Sam gets up, walks to the door and leaves. He tiptoes up the stairs <laughs> right on out of Bobby's basement and we can see that Cass is in the shadows. So he obviously did it. Sam is upstairs by now and he tiptoes past bobby and dean soundly sleeping on the, in the study or whatever. yeah the living room what a study whatever with. dusty room that was <laughs> yeah so some yeah cast for some reason let let sam out don't know why well Cass, uh after he got done hanging out in bobby's basement he went and hang, hung out at the wharf at some factory by the water yeah something just by the some way. random like paper mill or something well Cass is an angel he can flit here and there wherever he wants yeah it was just weird like okay we've this whole episode's been at bobby's pretty much why are all of a sudden you <laughs> in milwaukee on <laughs> the shore uh anna shows up and asks Cass, why did he do it you big dummy Cass says that he was under orders and she really shouldn't have came Two angels show up, grab Anna by the arms, and then we see a big flash of white light. So I'm guessing that they either killed Anna or took her back to heaven. Yeah, I put that they dragged Anna back to heaven. Back at Bobby's, Bobby caught Sam trying to leave. I don't know how he was sitting there snoring on a pile of books a moment ago, but then while Sam's outside trying to hotwire a car, Bobby shows up with a shotgun on him. Sam knows, though, that Bobby would never shoot him, 
Sam grabs the gun, like puts it to his heart and says, go ahead, if you think I'm so bad and evil, just shoot me now. Let's get it over with. Um, Bobby is kind of sitting there contemplating his options, and Sam gets the drop on him, quickly grabs a gun, knocks Bobby in the head with the butt of it, knocks him out, drops him to the ground. Yet again, more head trauma in Supernatural. There is a lot of head trauma in this in the show. These people are going to have so much CTE. <laughs> Sam curls under the, uh, you know, back into the car, hot wires it, and drives away. Yet again, where's the steering locks? It was an older vehicle, you know. It wasn't, okay, what year? We've looked this up. We've we had have the looked steering it up. Lock talk. Uh, like fifties. Uh, Some of them, but not all of them. It wasn't a lot of them. In, it didn't become mainstream until like the late, late 60s, maybe early 70s. Okay. So. That car was like a mid-80s. Oh, no, 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 no. That was a 60s car for sure. No. Yes. It was not a mid-80s, no. That thing was a... You know, it's 2020 right now. Like I understand, but that car was from the 60s. Okay. We're going to have to go back and watch the tape. Or better yet, comment on our website couple and let us know who is right when yes. was that car from yes uh so where am i in my notes now Blah, i lost it okay yep yeah okay steering lock yeah there we go commercial yes people if you have not heard my rant about this uh it's really hard you can hotwire a car but then how are you ever going to steer it? Because the key unlocks a giant lock in the steering column that lets you turn the wheel. <laughs> exactly. So you're gonna you be can going. get it started, but you're going to go in a straight line. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to suck. Uh, Bobby and Sam are down, then back from commercial. Bobby and Sam are in the bunker investigating. Dean. Bobby and Dean. Bobby, Bobby and Dean, yeah. Why did I put Sam? I don't know. Yeah. Of course that wouldn't make sense. Sam just beat Bobby's ass and drove away. <laughs> Bobby and Dean are investigating the bunker and they're trying to figure out how he got out because like all the demon traps are broke. Everything's like, there was nothing there left to hold him in. They figure Ruby must have helped him and she must have some special mojo going on that allows her to uh, be so powerful. Dean hopes that Sam is uh, with Ruby so that he can kill her because <laughs> killing her was high on his to-do list today or something like that. Yeah, I think it's kill Lilith, then, then kill uh, Ruby. We see Sam is in a hotel. Uh, it looks like a pretty nice, you know, this is not a rundown drabby hotel, but it is still kind of a 70s shithole. <laughs> yes, it wasn't as rundown as what they usually have, but it wasn't. But it wasn't good no, by it any wasn't. modern not standards. Uh Ruby shows up. She asks if uh, she helped him. Sam asks if she helped him escape. And she's like, no, everything about that place is like designed to bite me in the ass. Fuck that. Uh, Sam says that he got the nice room to uh, shake Dean off from his trail. Because Dean knows everything about me. He knows what kind of car. He knows what kind of place. He knows all my moves. So I'm doing the... It's opposite day. Yeah, totally opposite day. <laughs> <laughs> so instead of the the crap room at a moat instead of a motel crappy room he went to a hotel because he said it was the newlywed suite right the honeymoon suite the honeymoon suite so i don't know motels nor normally don't have a honeymoon suite no not usually unless it's like the don q inn or something <laughs> um 
That's a Wisconsin reference for folks. If, uh, damn it, what was I going to say? Oh, well, must have been a lie. Uh, okay, so then uh, Sam jumps on top of Ruby, pushes her down on the bed. He uh, starts like they're going to have sexy time. Instead, though, he grabs a little uh, knife out of her boot and cuts her arm and starts sucking on it. Mm-hmm. Back at the junkyard, Bobby says that they found his car. You know, Bobby and Dean were still hanging out. Says, yep, found my car in some town, I forget. And Dean asks, hey, was there any other cars stolen? Because I said, yep, some Nissan, something or other, some plane fit in anywhere car. And then the other one was like some big Escalade with spinner rims on it. <laughs> uh, so a big flashy billboard car. And Dean's like, oh, I know what he took. The big flashy car, because... I know Sam's every move, so I know that Sam's going to be opposite day. Right. It's like it's like spy versus spy with the logic here. Yes. Sam is doing everything the opposite, but Dean knowing Sam knows, knows that he would do the opposite. So, exactly. So, instead, Sam should have stole, stole both cars. Because I assume that he stole both of those vehicles. Me too. One that make it up. So, he should have taken the crappy one. Yes, he should have taken the plain Jane one. Yep. So, Sam, you're not as smart as you think you are. Silly, silly Sam. Uh, Ruby, uh, so back in, back at the hotel, uh, Ruby lets Sam know that Lilith is the one that's gonna, that needs to break the final seal. So, hey, hey, you know, as long as they kill her, everyone is safe. No, Lucifer. Next, we see two nurses in a maternity ward talking about some lady who stole some babies. <laughs> uh, and then one of the nurses uh, says, yes, babies are delicious, and then flashes the demon eyes. <laughs> uh, and I don't think we see any more of those two. No, that was the only scene we saw those two nurses. Because Ruby mentioned that she knows how she can get close to Lilith because of this other demon consider she says it's like Lilith's personal chef and that's when Sam says oh what does she eat and Ruby says you don't want to know and so that's when we go to the scene with the two nurses oh so that that nurse is Lilith's personal chef I'm thinking she's stealing the babies for for Lilith to eat oh okay Ruby says you need more Ruby tells Sam you need your strength eat eat (laughs) have some more blood (laughs) yeah she says he needs a lot more blood than that than even she can give him. So I have no idea where they're going to get more blood. Uh, Sam, though, at this point, he looks very uncomfortable about his addiction. He's got a shame face on. Like, I don't really want to. <laughs> like, I know I got a problem and I shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Did, I mean, did you get that feeling from that look? Yeah, he he really did look kind of sheepish there. Um, yeah, because he's, like, hearing this. Like, oh, I, you know, you... You're now so addicted, I can't even support you. And then, you know, I was like, oh, shit, where am I going to get more blood from? Bobby and Dean are on the phone, and Bobby says, uh, tells Dean, don't be too harsh on your brother, basically. Is there anything else about that phone call? No, it just says uh, he wants Dean to find Sam so he can bring him back and not push him farther away. Yeah. Uh, Dean shows up at the hotel. Gets in the room and attacks Ruby. Sam, though, breaks up the fight. Dean makes it very clear that he wants Ruby dead. Sam says, you know, she's 
what do you think? She she was trying to help. She was off looking for Lilith for us. Dean thinks all of that is a lie, actually. Which, you know, I'm I'm still with Dean on this one. What's he doing? What's she doing feeding him all this demon blood, making him evil? Yeah, I put that Dean thinks Ruby is screwing Sam over. But once again, Sam doesn't think so. But yeah, Sam's thinking with his little head too much. <laughs> True. Uh, Sam wants, it seems like, hey, look, Dean, I want you to come with. Help us kill Lilith. And Dean's like, sure, I'll go with as long as she's not with. Mm-hmm. Um, so once again, you know, a girl getting in the way between two best friends, really. Sad. It is very Age sad. Age old story. <laughs> uh, Sam doesn't think that the angels are actually going to help at all. And that makes Dean pretty upset because, as we know, Dean is team angel. Sam wants Dean to trust him. Dean says he can't trust him because of all the demonness that's all up in you. Dean calls Sam a monster, and Sam punches him. <laughs> and then Dean punches Sam back, and we go to commercial. Back from commercial, everyone's kung fu I've, fighting. I haven't put that in my notes, kung fu. <laughs> uh, yeah, just a big silly fight scene. You know, they break some uh, fake glasses and roll around on some uh, pretty ch- cheap furniture that was never glued together. <laughs> Uh, but then, like, Sam goes down and starts choking out Dean. It's like, Jesus, this is getting dark. Uh, but Sam does stop. You know, he doesn't knock him out or kill him. And Sam says that Dean doesn't know him, and he never will. Sam goes to leave, and Dean says, if you go, never come back. Then Sam leaves, and Dean is just left on the floor writhing in pain. The end. Yeah. What an ending. <laughs> Just Dean getting his ass whooped and being left there. Yeah, he did get his ass whooped and just left there to think Rive. about it. <laughs> but, yeah, when, when Dean told Sam, if you go out that door, don't bother coming back, it was the exact same thing John said to Sam when Sam went to leave for college. Um, is that important? Well, just the fact that he's been told that twice. Keeps coming back. So I don't know, will yeah. Sam be back or not? Like a bad penny. <laughs> so, I don't, I mean, this story, obviously this entire episode is big story arc episode because if you were just to randomly watch this, you'd have no idea what was going on with anything. No, you wouldn't because, like I said, that's kind of like old home week because Alistair was there, Ruby, Anna, Cass, Mary, Bobby, <laughs> Sam Dean, the whole gang was there in this episode so yeah if you didn't know the the story behind it you'd be like who's that who's that character what's what's that's the significance of that person yeah like anna showing up if you were a brand new viewer you'd have no idea mm-hmm. like oh this chick showed up and then bright light and she <laughs> left okay um is there a body count on this um actually the body count is zero there were no deaths in this episode Wow. Does that happen a lot? Uh, not really. There's usually a death or two here and there in Supernatural. <laughs> yeah. What about the two babies, though? Well, true. Didn't happen on screen, but we heard about them. The nurses were talking about them. So you could consider that, yes. Hey, what about the 66 people that, in that one school? All the seals breaking. <laughs> So I'm up to 68 so far. 
this might be the most wait this might be the most incorrect body count that that website's ever listed that's true it could be well i am supposing because of the fact maybe the body count is the number of people sam or dean actually kill yeah i don't know what the body count rules are maybe that's why the numbers are off in other episodes you know that could be we'll have to pay attention to that all right well what is the IMDb that includes this information? Yes, it is. I got to see that. I, I don't understand how people are adding that into IMDb, a body count on the show. <laughs> well, you know, list some trivia about the show, any goofs that are in the episode, and then some memories. So uh, just anyone can submit, though, to it? Just they can submit their own trivia? I don't know, I guess. Oh. I think we've had this conversation before. Anything else, though, you want to bring up about this episode? No, I do not have anything else. Significant importance? No, not really. All righty. Well, if uh, you enjoyed this episode, head on over to coupleofidgets.com. It's our website where we have all of the episodes available, and uh, you can stream them. (coughs) On most popular uh, podcast um, platforms, iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn, Oh, there was another one, too. I just looked at our list the other day. I'm like, ooh, we're on those guys, too? I'm shocked by it. It's never in my list that I see each day. Whatever it is, head on over. Uh, You can also leave a comment for us there. We also have a Facebook group called Armchair Hunters, where we post the episode every day. What's fun about that is if you're caught up to the latest episodes, some days we release them early. So you can uh, sometimes catch it there if you really need your up-to-the-minute fix. <laughs> but just swing on by and say hi. Other than that, what is tomorrow's episode? Tomorrow, Season 4, Episode 22, Lucifer Rising. Oh, good, finally. <laughs> took a whole damn season to get his butt out of bed. <laughs> He's lazy, what can we say? He's kind of like Nala. Oh, that dog. <laughs> I love you. I've never had dogs that choose to sleep in in the morning like our dogs do sometimes, especially Harley. Well, in the, in the wintertime they do because they don't like the cold. Yeah, so they're all snuggled up in that warm bed. Yeah, some mornings it's like, okay, dog, you know. <laughs> I sleep in every day, and then when these dogs sleep in until 11, that just blows my mind. <laughs> it's like noon, and you got to go poke the dog in the butt. you got to go potty yet. <laughs> Falling logs all day. Yep. All right, we'll talk to you tomorrow. All right, everyone, have a good day. Have a good. Oh, and today happens to be uh, New Year's Eve day. It's twelve thirty-one twenty. Let's hope like hell twenty twenty-one is a lot better than this crap fest has been. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be totally different tomorrow. <laughs> okay, everyone. Bye. Bye. <laughs>